the cheery time of year, folks, and I'm here. My name is Michael Rosso, and I'm here with John Fideli. How you doing, baby? And welcome to our Holiday Extravaganza Film Photography Podcast 2021, our last shoe of 2021. I'll tell you what I love. Uh, and you can purchase it, purchase it these days, uh, the compilation of all the Beatles Christmas singles. Hello, this is John speaking with his voice. <laughs> We're all very happy to be able to talk to you like this on this little bit of plastic. This record reaches you at the end of a really gear year for us, and it's all due to you. I, I've seen records on eBay, but they go for you know, like over 100 bucks. Do they really? They're really terrific. I'm George Harrison. Nobody else has said anything yet about our fan club secretaries and Collingham and Bettina Rose. <laughs> Not to mention Frida Kelly in Liverpool. Get out, Frida! That's like a holy grail to me. I never heard those. I know a lot about the Beatles, but I've never heard all of those. Well, it was the Beatles fan club, and every year as a fan club member, you got a special 45 RPM with the Beatles Christmas greeting. Happy Kringle. Instant photography by Kodak and the night before Christmas. Hey, Joey. What? He's downstairs. Nobody downstairs, Arnold. There is so. When you need a picture in an instant, you'll love the Kodak Colorburst 250 with built-in flash. Joey, Joey, look! Wow! Bring in color, built-in flash with the Colorburst 250 instant camera. I don't know how many folks listening are on Instagram. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy it. It's my favorite social platform. It's sort of free from all like the noise and drama of like a Facebook. Although I take it back, I think my favorite is Flickr still. For a photo- from a yeah. photography perspective, uh, Flickr is terrific. F L I C K R. It's the great website that was, but it still exists, and it's well worth your time. This is this is you know unsolicited. This is not a this is not a promotion. We don't we don't take payola here at the FPP. Flickr for your film photography because and there's there's a fee. You could there's a free version, but the the fee version F E E allows you to put like unlimited amount of photos you got to pay though yeah but you with your tags it makes it so easy to keep track and find your photography you can put your photography in folders it's it's wonderful it really is john's still looking so instagram let's talk about social media very briefly so instagram uh of course the fpp is on it film photography project i have a personal account mike shoots film that's for all the goofy shit that that you know i kind of can't put on the fpp side of things and ditto for youtube film photography project we have a youtube mm. channel please do give us a subscribe john we are ever inching closer how to, close are you now uh we're 29,800 plus oh only uh 100 plus to yep. go that's crazy so we have this great campaign going whereas once we get to 30,000 that's when we're going to unleash this is like a you know we're giving something away that no one wants <laughs> You want to get it off your chest. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> I take great joy in posting our student films. Why? Because they're fun. What's What's the general um, response you get to that to those things? The same five people. <laughs> bless your souls. <laughs> well, at least you make five people happy. Yeah. Angersh. And a few other folks that who you know. The last short film I posted was uh, the, uh, you know, the Green Monster one. What's that called? Uh, the Green Man? No. Oh, uh, no. The, the, the one where your friend Tom. Yeah, it's called. Uh, I forget. I mean, 
Attack of the Attack of the Potato People. <laughs> Susan Tarbox. Tarbox. Oh, the it. Potato People. Attack of the Potato People. It's on YouTube. You could check it out. Uh, and, and I have last episode. John and I were talking about you know buying views and mm. you know artificially boosting you know bu- buying steroids to boost cheating. Your, yeah. So I launched my own personal channel because I have a vast amount of media that I shot my entire life that, granted, no one's interested in. You know, a except few for people. a few people. Except for those five. But it's not appropriate for the FPP channel. So I started my own channel, it's Michael off Brand. Yes, Michael Rasso. You on YouTube. And it's a tough climb, John. It is. Well, because, I mean, well, what, what is your goal? Well, my goal always is to become an official YouTube channel. And to me, you become official if you're able to monetize your channel. And the funny thing about that, folks, is mm. when you say monetize your channel, uh, I mean, let's use the FPP channel, for example. We're, ta- <laughs> we're talking about pennies. No, we're talking about like literal, like, a, a, a tin cup you're holding a tin cup out and google who owns youtube they're like dropping a coin yeah you have a coin here yeah it's like you're sitting on a on a corner please sir yeah have a cold they, they literally drop a coin in your cup every month bink yeah for your for your views i mean i'm talking about thousands of views not hundreds like, of thousands or millions of thanks views. for helping us hypnotize the world and monetize it here so i'm posting now the audio only on youtube so mm. we we have our podcast it goes out to all the podcast people not going to do any recreations with like uh, puppets or something clay, i would love to clay characters if anyone if anyone has any skill out there in the animation department and they want to animate the podcast that would be great they want to fantastic. throw some visuals on there even if it's just drawings or something the best animation i ever saw and it's not good animation but it was appropriate and it made me laugh like hell was the uh, Christian Bale rant oh. on set. Do I want? No! No! Don't shut me up! Am I going to walk around and rip your fucking lights down? I never saw that. Somebody animated Someone that? Someone animated him, but where, even though it wasn't from that film, right. he was wearing a Batman costume. <laughs> cool. Here we are, Film Photography Podcast, December 15th. Yeah, uh, I, do rec- I do recommend you go back into the library of all the, the holiday shows. Because I'm not going to drag out the tired old recordings of The Hungry Dutchman, <laughs> Looking for Santa. Well, Mark's not here, so you can talk freely about The Hungry Dutchman. Uh, we Go play. Back, revisit that. Yeah, revisit those. For some holiday cheer from the past. Today, well, I'm going to talk about some stuff that's in the FPP online store. And uh, I'm going to be talking about an awesome video Matt Mirage posted. Mm. Great subject matter. We're going to be rolling in a segment when Mark O'Brien visited us. Yeah. He was talking about simple-use cameras, which kind of just ties into... The new products. The new products. So stick around for the new products. Let's roll right into Mark O'Brien talking about simple-use cameras. Mm-hmm. You know, in conversation with us, yes. Mark crashed into town a month or so ago. Let's hear Mark's take on simple-use cameras because we have the update right in front of us. Great. I'm here. I'm here. So Mr. Mark O'Brien, hey, yeah. author of uh, Monochromania, the zine, and of course of the zine, the, zine. the random, random camera, blog. camera blog. Yes. Yes, I'm here. Yes, he is here. Simple use cameras, what's new and what's old. I like the topic name because simple use camera is actually the name that Lomography uses for their series of simple use cameras, which are reloadable plastic mm-hmm. point and shoot cameras that you buy that comes with a roll of film. And you could pick a number of different flavors, whether it's color, black and white, they're mm. purple, they're metropolis. 
Oh. Nice. I'm working on a uh, future issue of Monochrome Mania devoted to 35mm toy cameras. So simple use cameras come under that umbrella of toy ca- 35mm toy cameras because they're basically a 35mm box camera. There's nothing you can adjust. It's one aperture, there's one shutter speed, and mm-hmm. you have a flash or not. They are simple use because all you have to do is wind the film and press the shutter button. So that's it's almost back to like the days of the Instamatic. So it's it's sort of like, you know, what's old is new again. And we had this back before the, the digital onslaught took everything mm-hmm. film-related down into the abyss. There was all these cheap plastic 35-millimeter point-and-shoots. And some of them were um, very simple, not very different from what these simple-use cameras are today, to, you know, more advanced point-and-shoots with a head and retractable lenses and maybe different focal lengths. Those all kind of disappeared after digital became the predominant thing because everyone had their phones, they had had, uh, digital cameras. And so, yet the only cameras that you could find in the store still were the so-called disposable cameras or mm-hmm. single-use cameras. Fuji makes them. Kodak makes them. They go in the Walgreens and they Fun they saver. Them. Fun saver. Yeah, the Kodak fun saver. Some were waterproof. We, we have that here in the FPP store. Oh, do you? The fun saver regular and the waterproof fun saver. And let me tell you this very oh. quickly. The fun saver, people order like 20 or 30 at a time. Because they like weddings, yes. Oh, yeah. yes. Oh, yes. There you go. These cameras have been around for a while, and yes. so the, uh, it's not like it's something new. But what's new about them is that they have these boutique, simple use cameras. You know, Harman 35, the double film one. We have the one from Lomography, um, and there's others out there. The Kodak M35. Before all those were out, we, we there were a few other ones you could still find up to maybe a few years ago. One was the Walgreens Studio 35. When you use the film up in it, you would take it to them and they would reload the camera with film because they had lifetime film for the life of the camera, I guess. And you had to take That's your film great. to Walgreens to process it. Oh, my God. And they would give you another roll of film, That's but they awesome. would put it in the camera for you. How come I never heard of that? I don't think I had I a Walgreens. I don't have. A, I didn't yeah. have a Walgreens. Walgreens weren't big around here back. No, okay, in the day. and I've and I've actually I picked up one of those um, Walgreens cameras at a thrift shop for a buck, and I reloaded it. In those, you you load the film in and you rewind the film to the end of the canister, and then when you advance the film, it all goes back in instead of rewinding oh. the film into the canister. What's so the it's camera just the that you like that does that? Canon EOS. EOS. Oh, those guys. Let me ask you a question. <clears throat> Are you talking about? Literally disposable cameras that not are not weren't to be reloaded that you're tinkering with and reloading. Is that what you're saying? Well, no. This is one that was designed to be reloaded. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so from the '90s. Yeah, from the '90s and uh, maybe into the 2000s as well. But the earlier disposable or simple use cameras were not meant to be reused. You took them to the lab and yes. you dropped them off and they put them in a little box, pried them apart, took your roll of film and developed it. All the other parts went into another box, got sent back to either hmm. the manufacturers or recyclers or whatever because they oftentimes they reuse these. They another, recycle them. That's because cool. they covered them in cardboard, see, and you, you don't know what was in there. It's all hidden from view. And it's very inside. It says very utilitarian. There's nothing telling you what it 
you know, anything more than that. It's designed to go back to their factory. Yeah, go yes. back to the factory. Here we are in 2021. We have these simple-use cameras, and people are going gaga over them as if it was something new. But they're not yeah. really new. They're something that's been around for a long time. Foolish. But, but the cool youth. thing is, is that they're colorful. Some have really weird film in them mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. They have little filters for the flashes. It gets people excited about trying film. Maybe they didn't mm-hmm. ever want to try a film camera before, and all of a sudden... They get their photographs back and they go, wow, this is really cool. It's a gateway camera. It is. It's a gateway camera. Mm-hmm. Yep. The beauty of these cameras is they are simple to use. I mean, they're a great camera to give your six-year-old to go out and take pictures with. You never what know about, what they're going to come back you with. You have a flash on there. Is it where, Not know, on this one. Oh, no? No. Oh, this that's is, the I, oh, okay. This is the panoramic um, oh, fun saver panoramic 35. But it had film in it. It expired in 1997. I opened it up and put a roll of XP2 in see? there. Is, panor- is it truly panoramic? It's panoramic of 13 millimeters oh, by 36. Oh, no shizzy. And it has a real pan- panoramic great. lens, right? Yeah. Well, it's real got a wide-angle lens. Real plastic. Yeah. And it's got a panoramic mask in there to give you, uh, you know, the the, the cheap panorama effect on 35 millimeters. shit. it's it's pretty cool actually will you keep reloading this yeah i will until it breaks for like a red hot minute in the late 90s wasn't just everything panoramic oh yeah i guess the labs adapted where they would give you a much wider picture well with aps they did that right they they had that nice panoramic (laughs) and i'll tell you i'll I'll tell you you, i really like those i thought they were really cool yeah did you ever own an aps camera several did you ever own any aps slr camera yes several (gasps) wow it's a single lens reflex let me guess the nikon no the minolta the minolta i love that camera different topic aps film was a a a late 90s format and once digital started taking a hold, uh, APS just disappeared. And strangely enough, 35 millimeter prevailed. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I think, you know, we, we've probably talked about this on the show before. I know we did because I remember Leslie telling us all about yes. how APS was really to make money on the film processing end of things. What show? Do you own any of the actual lomography simple use yes i've got the one that came with the um metropolis film in it okay and i've shot that role i haven't developed it yet and i reloaded it with uh i think ultra fine 400 i've also shot with the Harmon 35 uh, Harmon, who makes those is that Harman branded would, or is that Harmon is like one branch of ilford oh yes Harmon is in the uk uck and actually Harmon manufactures the ilford branded Film, right? But they didn't really get into cameras so much, uh, or well, did they? No, no. I mean, they're not thought of as a camera company, right. but a lot of companies now are. It seems are getting into, uh, you know, simple point and shoot cameras. And the Harman, which by the way is super popular here at the FPP, it's priced very nicely. Yep. How much? It's a point. It's a point <laughs> shoot camera. It comes with two and rolls it of film. Comes with two rolls of film. That's yeah. pretty awesome. HP five. It flies. Uh, comes with uh, Kentmere. Kentmere. Oh, yeah, Kentmere 400. Yeah. yeah, right. It flies out the door here. Yeah, I, I have that one. I was, I was pretty pleased with how things it, came out the, from it. These are currently being manufactured, or these are old stock? No, they're, they're, stock. they're currently being manufactured. Oh. And the thing is, if you look carefully at these cameras... They're almost all identical. They only vary in the, in the in the in uh, the finish. So maybe they some have a different color faceplate on them, mm. but the, they all have the same controls in the same places. And so they're just designer. 
yeah, you could say that. I mean, there's it's probably one one uh, factory in China turning these things out yeah. to whatever the people want. I would say that these are kind of the rage right now. They are. May I see? Yes. Yeah, because if you look at them from a, an accessory point of view, right, they're not terribly expensive, and maybe you want one color of every camera they have. To, why to take? Why <laughs> people want people want variety in color. Oh, this is a pretty wide lens. Yeah, I mean, people. I mean, especially if you're on the go. I have no doubt we'll see some other iterations of these cameras mm-hmm. because, like a lot of things, you know, they started to get popular, and maybe there'll be a Nikon and Canon could bring one out. Images from these cameras, they have a an f8 or an f11 lens in them yeah they're all about what 30 some odd millimeters uh this one has uh this is the double camera double this has a 32 millimeter okay, lens. i think they're all about the same same focal length and the same aperture yeah, that seems wide that and seems like a probably the same lens and so these acrylic lenses that they make for these they give them the advantage of being very sharp at the center mm-hmm. and the edges are going to be a little bit of out of focus which is beautiful yeah i mean so don't expect f16 precision like you might be hoping for um but these are like said, that they're simple they're no. simple cameras and think of them as box cameras. That's really what they are, although the box is much mm-hmm. smaller than the old ones. Right. But they're basically box cameras. So things will be in focus from like six or eight feet to infinity. The more infinity you have, the more the infinity will be blurry around the edges. I shot some um, some film in one of these down when I was in South Carolina. I really liked what I got. You're not going to... Uh, impress anyone with the sharpness but that's not the point right you got to find a warehouse full of these and fpp brand them uh, it's <laughs> like it, the debonair it sounds great it sounds wonderful but in, in my personal opinion the market's getting cluttered very quickly yeah they don't cost a lot the idea of spending more than a than a 20 on one of these cameras is sort of is against my um, no inclinations. see i'm not the only one mike but the thing is it's the only if it's the only film camera you can buy that's new. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, any last words on uh, simple use point and shoot cameras, Mark? Just embrace the blur. You're going to get some with these cameras. They're fun. Yeah, don't take them seriously. But it's kind of a neat thing to have with a roll of film in there. Put it in your bag and can get banged around a little bit. It's going to be all right. But it's also a good thing to give the kids. It is. Grab and go. Put it in your yep. pocket. Put it in your purse. Put it in your bag. Yep. You can have it with you at all times. And, and they weigh practically nothing. Well, thank you, Mark. And this is going to be the topic of an upcoming zine? Yep. <laughs> got a you got a song, John, from Monochromania? I'm mono, that means one. I'm chrome, that means fun. I'm monochromania. We'll be back. We'll be back. Got a Every picture tells a story. Capture the color of Christmas this year on fresh Kodak film. I got it! I got it! Kodak wishes you some merry, merry pictures. Hey, we're back. So Mark has been very active with his zine, and I'm going to give Mark a lot of credit because, and I say this so much about everything in your life, and it's very important, he's sticking with it. He is. And what happens is if you stick with it, it creates momentum, momentum, and your potential viewer sees that you are not just a one-off. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? There's something to follow. Right. 
And if you buy one zine, maybe maybe people don't buy every zine, but they could be like, oh, Monochrome Mania. Yeah, it's always a good view. We were just looking at the thumbing through one uh, before the show. Right? Yes. The winter one where he took pictures of uh, things encased in ice in the river. Great, great perspective. Whatever you do, keep consistent and have, even if it's a little itty-bitty plan, mm-hmm. just a little plan, like, hey, I'm going to do a zine. Well, some, some listeners have done one-off zines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact. You got one? I got one. Oh. I don't know if I spoke about it. I don't know. If you set a goal like that, you may just surprise yourself with uh, what you come up with. Oh, that's nicely printed. Who's that from, Mike? In this land, it's called. Yeah, so here's a zine that was uh, made by my pal Eric. And on the very first page on the bottom says... Conspiracy of cartographers. (laughs) Catharthy. It's at conspiracy.of.cartographers. C-A-R-T-O-G-R-A-P-H-E-R-S. There are all these pockets of goodness. Like Eric, he has his own podcast. I think it's called... Conspiracy of cartographers. So Eric uh, is a film photographer. He does a podcast. He sure is. He put out his own zine called In This Land. Oh, this is great. And and hats off to all you creators out there. Even though I hate that word, because YouTube is, you know, creators. Yeah, I know. Whoa. You know, the creators. What it is. Hats off to all you creators out there, to all you artists out there. And if you have something, feel free to drop us a line. I'll be more than happy to, yeah. you know, talk about whatever project you're working on. Yeah. Looking at this book, the photographs are excellent, and he lists the camera that he uses and uh, the film that was... Loaded in the camera when he took the shot. But I think this something like this should kind of like spur other people on to do the same. A lot of people think they need to make a book of their photography. Yeah. That's really kind of overboard. I really don't think you need to go there. If, I mean, if you have enough people that you think you can sell a book to, great. But Look a for my scene ruler. like this. And That's this a is, smaller scene. But this is beautiful. It's a nice... Tick paper, nice heavy paper. I mean, the printing is awesome. This this is attainable. Like, I would look at this and go, hell, I could do this. Yep. I think I could fill a zine. Yep. And I would, bu- I would gladly buy something like this to look at. A book is a commitment. I don't know if I would buy a book. John, you could take all of your family photography mm-hmm. and you could put volumes of books together. I, I have. Oh, you have? I have, like, the first three years of my kid's life, like, uh, for at Clark Photo, you know, on the, oh. on the down low. I would just load up, you know, what happened that year, all the great photos. Those are great books, right? They're great to go back to. We always go back to them and laugh. But I stopped after the third year, which I shouldn't have. You know what? Just got you have a great <laughs> opportunity now. You can call it the teen years. Yeah. So, you know, hey, hats off to... You know, O'Brien, we'll call him O'Brien yeah, in 2022. Not? I think we know him well enough to say And that. Eric at Conspiracy of Carto- Cartographers. What is a cartographer? I have no idea, but that's what it oh, is. Oh, this is volume one, number three. Well, he's, he's got a couple out. And that's worth a look. Some really nice, uh, he shoots with Holgas and Mamias, you know, the whole, runs the whole range of low-end and high-end photography. The holiday season. What you get, Howard? A time that passes much too soon. Come on, guys. You're getting your picture taken. A special time you'll want to remember. See the camera, Howie? In pictures. To help make those pictures look as good as they can, make sure Kodak paper is behind them. If you don't see these words, it isn't Kodak paper. Ask for it where you get your holiday pictures. How do you like my present, Howard? Kodak paper. For a good look at the times of your life. Today is a wonderful day uh, because we have some new cameras right here at the FPP. First one is not a camera, but this is called a Kodak film case. Look at that. Now, to, to me, that's a gift item. 
Yeah. Like, I would never buy that for myself, but if someone gave it to me, I would use it. And it's it holds... Old, it's ye old-fashioned-looking film case. It's made out of uh, aluminum or some yeah, type uh, of silver This metal. is made out of aluminum. Aluminum. It's Kodak branded. It has the Kodak logo on it. Yeah. Punched uh, into it, not like a sticker. Yeah, and we we it's carry embossed. only... There's a lot of variety of this. We only carry the silver and the black that holds five rolls of film. Okay. And we sell it at the FPP online store with a film... Like, it's a bundle. It's a nice gift to get. It's a nice gift you to get. You probably wouldn't buy it for yourself, but if you know a photographer... When you're anxious, you're like, oh my God, I have... Like, when you don't know what to get. <laughs> That's the worst. You know, so there are some gift ideas it's at nice the FPP. stuffer, stocking stuffer. And it's nice that there's new stuff, so... Do, if, do you sell them with film in them, too, or no? Just No, the, uh, this comes as a bundle, so you get this beautifully as is. Yeah. And then the film is, you know, shrink-wrapped to it, like the... Oh, sealed film. What kind of? Oh, so you can buy it and pick out your own film as no, no, a bundle no. or no? It's a bundle, and it's a very. I, I think it's a valuable bundle because it comes with film that's hard to get. So you get the Kodak film case with a uh, roll of Ektar color, mm-hmm. a roll of Color Plus two hundred, yeah, and uh, the three pack of Kodak Gold. So the most exciting news on December first, Kodak announced a brand new camera. Like shocking because it's not every day that Kodak. Well, there's another Kodak camera, but I'm going to talk about the differences between them. This is a Kodak camera that Kodak US is introducing. Okay. So this is an American, American made. No, it's American oh. sold. <laughs> I don't know where it's made. Jeez. Oh, it's called the Kodak Black and White Tri-X camera. Okay. Comes loaded with Tri-X, I guess. It's a single-use camera. It's a single-use black and white camera that comes loaded with Kodak Tri-X. Okay. Now, beloved Kodak Tri-X, I mean Kodak Tri-X. Yeah. It's 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 as American as apple pie. Okay. So the film is made in the U.S. in Rochester, okay. New York. That's interesting. So through the uh, plastic lens, some Tri-X. Pick it up. It's in the FPP online store, the uh, Kodak Tri-X camera. Jump for joy. A new product from Kodak, you know, Kodak here in the U.S. Uh, moving, moving right along, another exciting camera. Yes. And this is the Kodak M35 camera. This is a reusable plastic camera. Mm-hmm. I have all the specs on this because I have a cheat sheet on ah, the back of it. Good. So what is that, 33 millimeter? This has a 31 millimeter 31. lens, which is a nice, yeah. you know... Nice. nice in betweener. It's a plastic camera that comes in bright colors. So there is a pink, there is a red, there mm-hmm. is a blue, there's a yellow. Yellow. There's a gray. That's like a pumpkin. That's not a yellow. This is would you call this mustard? Uh, mustard, maybe. Yeah. yeah. 31 millimeter lens. The aperture is fixed at f10. Mm-hmm. The shutter speed is one one twentieth of a second. One twentieth. Oh. And it's recommended. Uh, I shot one roll with Portra one sixty. It's got a flash. And it has a built-in flash. Uh, but I recommend 200 to 400 ISO film in this camera. And it's called the Kodak M35. And John and I shot a video for this camera. Mm-hmm. And the great thing about that video is that a, you know, a problem arose while we were doing the video. Do you recall? It got no. jammed. Oh, did it? So I no, had a I roll of film in the camera that I shot. And then I didn't know to what exposure. And I went to wind it. And I, I wound past the number of exposures. Oh, so that you you, know, you ever do that in your camera, folks, yeah. where you're kind of just pulling, you're at the very end, you're like, like, uh-oh. Don't do it. It didn't pull off the film off the spool. You've done that a lot of times. Yes. That's guilty. It didn't pull the film off the spool, but what it did was it jammed the camera so it didn't allow us 
to press the button on the bottom right. to start rewinding. Like mm-hmm. it literally jammed the camera. Yes. I had to kind of troubleshoot it. And I that's why I recommend everyone have a film changing bag with you at all times. That's right. Throw the camera in the bag and then you could open the film from, and manually take it out of the camera. Right. Roll your film back into the cartridge and then send it to the lab. A few times you've had the, you've ruined you've opened the back of your oh, camera yes. like in daylight, right? Yes. Why? Yeah. Stupid. I don't <laughs> I don't know why folks do that. Not in daylight. I would go like into the bathroom, into a dark room and open it and feel and be like, oh, geez. Yeah. The video shows how to load it. I think it's very tricky loading. It's It takes a little bit getting used yeah. to. Yeah. Well, because it's plastic and it's small and... It's what you might expect it would be for. I will say a that a very similar, if not the same type camera, is uh, the Ilford Harman 35 millimeter. Oh, it's probably that, very comparable. It comes in the Ilford Harman camera comes in black only. It has a Harman logo on it, not the Kodak logo. Uh huh. And it comes with two rolls of film in the package. Oh, that's sweet. Pretty good. That's a sweet, sweet, deal. sweet deal. Yes, sir. There's a lot, of, always a lot of words on our on our store pages, but that's because we thoroughly test the products, and we want to inform you. Like, if you put your big girl emits on this camera, it'll break so easy. Yeah. Oh my be god. Gentle, gentle pressure. If you're gentle with the camera, it'll last probably you know most of your life. Yeah. Read the directions first. That helps. Absolutely. So I'm just this, think it's a plastic camera. How hard can it be? So the M35, finally the Kodak M35, another yet another Kodak camera. To you folks, if you shop at the FPP online store, I'm sure you do. Thank you. I mean, it's, we're a small little team here. Yes. Here in New Jersey, the New Jersey team, the yeah. un, unsung hero. New Jersey. Justin. Yes. And his, Guys are working around the clock, it seems. Every it, time I'm in here, there's so many packages being filled and, and brought out. At the end of the day, Justin has to make like six trips. To his car with all the uh, packages to the post office. Yep. So it's greatly appreciated. And now that things have settled down, like all the price hikes are taken care of, prices have been adjusted. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to say that FPP still has the best prices around. Great. Yeah. All good, John. It is. It was the night before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring. Except this little fella. At a time like this, a gift from Kodak just begs to be opened early. The Kodak Teleinstamatic 608 camera takes group shots like this. And with the simple flick of a switch, beautiful close-ups. And you needn't move an inch. The Teleinstamatic 608 camera, one of the great open early gifts from Kodak. Christmas 76. Picture it. Hey, we're back. Mr. Matt Mirage, I am a subscriber to Matt's YouTube channel, Mm -hmm. Matt Mirage, Matt with one T, M-A-T, M-A-R-R-A-S-H. It's called Large Format Friday. He ties in to what I've been saying of he came up with a plan. He's like, I'm going to have this YouTube channel. I don't know if he said that. And, you know, and he stuck with it. Whenever I see his videos, I'm like, wow, this took a lot of work. Mm. And I love his channel because it's sort of like watching the FPP YouTube channel, which is very movie film centric these days. There's something to be taken out of it, whether you shoot large format or shoot movie film. Let's say you're a 35 millimeter shooter. There's universal lessons. Universal lessons. In the last episode... Last episode. One of the more recent episodes, November 19th, uh, Matt posted, should you develop your own film? Ah. And it was a comprehensive video. What, pros and cons? That kind of thing? Developing your own film versus using a lab. Mm. And developing your own film, he did a whole breakdown. The actual logistics of, well, if you're going to develop your own film, 
here's the scoop. Not necessarily what you need, but he went into like costs. Oh. Very comprehensive. He used graphs and, and really? graphics. Oh, wow. Matt also goes on to say that, oh, hey, you know, I have a little sound clip I'm going to roll in. He says, oh, you know, if you use a lab as opposed to doing it yourself, think of the free time you're... Yes. The lab's doing the work. They have the staff. And that is more time that you could spend shooting. Right. It's t- it's the old adage, Mike. Time versus money, you know? You want to put in the time or you want to spend the money? So let's hear what Matt has to say. Okay, let's. Does it make sense make to s- save a little bit of money by processing your own film? Can you save money by processing your own film? Here are some of the pros of working with a lab. First and foremost, they're a lab. They're specialists. This is what they do. They can do it mass. They can do it at scale. And it's their time, not yours. So whatever you're paying, you're not paying in the physical labor and the time it takes to perform all of the lab processing. Also, they're taking care of the overhead, chemical disposal, all that sort of stuff. I can't emphasize this enough. When you send something to a lab, it is their time you're paying for, not yours. So you are free to go and shoot. If you have a large body of work and you want to promote consistency, sending it to the same lab can really help with that. Also, over the course of time, hopefully you're not sending it to a different lab each time. You're not shopping around. You find a lab and you like the results and sticking with that lab helps you build a relationship. And working with a lab can be beneficial for both of you. They figure out what you like and you continue to send them film over and over and over again. So building that relationship can really help. In addition, you're also typically helping support a small business. These folks are often operating on very slim margins and they're doing this because they want to continue to offer this professional service to the photo industry. I miss everybody. Remember when everybody used to come in here? We'd have like our marathon sessions oh over goodness. the weekend. So Matt's channel, Matt Mirage, YouTube. Please do give him a subscribe. Let's bring up. Let's let's boost his his subscribership yes. after you subscribe to the FPP <laughs> channel. Yeah. Let's put our priorities in order here. I was just thinking of a word to describe Matt. I think one word would be earnest. He's very earnest. I would. I would. I think that's great. I would. I would use the word dedicated. Well, that too. Yeah. So Matt's been shooting film, I don't know, 10, 12 years now. At the beginning of FPP, I remember I remember meeting Matt at the uh, PDN Photo Expo. That was the year before. You weren't there that year. Hmm. Uh, he had an 8x10 strapped on his back. Oh, really? Walking around. Like a madman. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I mean, he dived in so hard. Yeah. And he st- it wasn't just like a fad. He made it. You know, he integrated it into it his life. That's it. That's all we got. All right. Oh, wait. Uh, oh, um, Matt goes on. Okay. So Matt's video, Matt Mirage, November 19th, should you develop your own film, check out that video. Matt goes on to talk about other troubleshooting, like, you know, if you're going to use a lab, you have to ship your film. Matt goes on to say, hey, you know, if you're shipping your film, be prepared for, and this applies to everything that you're shipping this year, mm-hmm. shipping delays, shipping cost. Well, that's all I have for today, John. All right. Well, that's enough, I think. Yeah, I think... uh, Well, listen, uh, happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Christmas, whatever else you got going on. Yep. I can't promise, but I'm going to work hard to put a New Year's show together for you folks. I think I have a new Ballard song from last year. Ah. Still new. Well. Well. Let's go eat those sandwiches. Yeah.
swell. 